You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. All right, good morning, good day, and uh, welcome to Morning Breath. I am Brian. I'm one of the uh, pastors here, Brian Moore, one of the pastors here at East Coast Christian Center, and it is our honor to uh, open up the Word of God with you today and every opportunity we get to uh, share the Word together and uh, let God breathe on the Word of, uh, of what He has written to us, letters that He's written to us, whether today would be the Gospel of Mark. We're going to be in chapter 15 today. And uh, just open up the Word of God. We read it uh, at night uh, before we come into the studio. We read again on the air and uh, see what God breathes on. Um, we don't. We say we don't prepare a message, just prepare our hearts. And really, I love the idea of the show and love that others would want to be a part of a daily devotion that would really jumpstart your day, afternoon, evening, however you get this, whenever you get this, and that the Word of God would breathe life into your circumstances. And i got a couple friends in the studio with me. i got Pastor Christian Hurston across from me. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Excited to be reading the Word of God. I love Mark, and it's so cool just how simple it is for the Word to change your life. Like, you don't have to overcomplicate it. Just getting in the Word daily can truly transform things. Yeah, I love the idea of even just praying and going, God, breathe on your Word and speak yeah. to me as, as I read it. And um He's faithful to do that, which yeah. is cool. And then we also have Nick over here on the board. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing well. Awesome, man. Thanks for uh, doing all that you do and making this show possible. And So, uh, Christian, can you tell people how to uh, how to get on board, how to know where we're at and what's Absolutely. going on? Absolutely. The easiest way is through our East Coast app, which you can find on the Google, the Apple Play Store. Just search the words East Coast app, and it's got a blue background with a white cross. Or you can go to our website, which is eccc.us. That's eccc.us. When you go in there, you can get information, events, past sermons, morning breath episodes, anything you might ever want to find on East Coast, or you can follow us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Just look for East Coast Christian Center, or if you prefer, you can call the church offices at 321-452-1060, and we'd be honored to either email or even mail out a morning breath devotion guide or anything you might want. Yeah, and... uh you know, if we can help you with anything around East Coast, we want to do that. That app is uh, is a great place to do it. If you don't have our app, uh, you should really get into that. And yeah. you know what? I was I was talking to somebody uh, even yesterday about a portion of our app that is uh, maybe little talked about, but you can actually get scriptures that heal. Maybe oh, you're out that. there and you're battling some sickness, and of course, across our community um, and the era that we live in, I mean, when when more than ever would you want to get the Word of God in you yeah. about healing and health? And uh, there's literally 23 minutes of verses that Pastor Dan uh, recorded years ago and just reads Scripture after Scripture after Scripture that's available there on our app. And yeah. if, if you just literally search our app, you can you can do search and just say Scriptures that heal, and for you can just click on the thing, and it becomes yeah. the Word of God spoken to you, just yeah. read, literally the Word of God read, 23 minutes of, and I remember... A couple years ago, I was battling some some issues in my body with a sciatic nerve issue, and I was just in a lot of pain. And all I could do was lay around. And so I would lay around, and guess what? Listen to the Word of God, yeah. and it transforms your thinking. Absolutely. Like you can, you actually can be encouraged that Jesus is healer today. And maybe you're out there and you need that. Man, get on our app and do that. Get that in you, and let that let the Word of God change how you believe about what's going yeah. on in your body. And um, God wants to heal. He still does. He is healing and uh, wants to do great and mighty things yeah, through no you. Yeah, no disrespect to that recording, but it's actually a great way to fall asleep. Like yeah. If you want to <laughs> put something in your mind as you go to bed, because the Word of God is still working in that way too. So yeah. I've heard people use that. Is there like... Pastor Car- Pastor Dan's wife, Carolyn, said, I've gone to sleep many times just having this just washing over me good. and just getting that word in. So it's a great way to be able to live. Well, we've got an exciting event coming up here. It's, it's going to be our East Coast Fiera 
new construction of foundation pouring ceremony is. We're building a building in Vieira. It's right on the corner of Tavistock and Vieira Boulevard, right across from Manatee Elementary. If you've not heard that yet, it's exciting news. And this isn't a great event for our church or anybody from the community to get involved with. It's, it's going to be on Wednesday, September 1st at 6.30 p.m., and what we're doing is they're about to pour the concrete for the foundation in the slab. So we're inviting our church body to come out and we're providing like flat stones that people could put down below the foundation. And on there you could write your family name or a Bible verse about building the church on a rock or a foundation, whatever that is, and be a part of it. And we're going to pray and worship and really just consecrate this thing unto the Lord. Yeah, it's an exciting time. I mean, many, many places today are not uh, not building and growing, but yet we're saying, you know what, God has really spoken to us that it'd be um, riskier not to build in this season yeah. than, to, uh, than to go for it. And so by the grace of God, he's building the church and we get to be a part of it. He's using us to do it. And so come be a part of that, celebrate what God's doing, worship with us. We're going to worship God in that process of his faithfulness and his continue. Um, continued faithfulness, really, to build a life-giving church that lasts has been the heart of this ministry for years and years. And so, anyway, let's get into the Word of God. Uh, Mark chapter 15. I have the New American Standard Version. What do you got over there? I'm doing New Living Translation. Right on. I believe there's 47 verses. Yeah. And so, if you'll get me started, I'll read through 23. You can pick it up in 24. All right. I must say unto you, read, sir. All right. Early in the morning, the chief priests with the elders and scribes and the whole council immediately held a consolation. And binding Jesus, they led him away and delivered him to Pilate. Pilate questioned him, Are you the king of the Jews? And he answered him, It is as you say. The chief priest began to accuse him harshly. Then Pilate questioned him again, saying, Do you not answer? See how many charges they have brought against you or they bring against you? But Jesus made no further answer, so Pilate was amazed. Now at the at the feast, now at the feast, he used to release for them any one prisoner whom they requested. The, the man named Barabbas had been imprisoned with the insurrectionists who had committed murder in the insurrection. The crowd went up and began asking him to do as he had been accustomed to do for them. Pilate answered them, saying, Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he was aware that the chief priests had handed him over because of envy. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to ask him to release Barabbas for them instead. Answering again, Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with him who you call the king of the Jews? They shouted back, Crucify him! But Pilate said to them, Why? What evil has he done? And they shouted all the more, Crucify him. Wishing to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas for them, and after having Jesus scourged, he handed him over to be crucified. The soldiers took him away into the, into the palace, that is, the praetorium, and they, called him, and they called together the whole Roman cohort. They dressed him up in purple, and after twisting a crown of thorns, they put it on him. And they began to acclaim, acclaim him, Hail, King of the Jews! They kept beating his head with a reed and spitting on him and kneeling and bowing before him. After they had mocked him, they took the purple robe off him and put his own garments on him, and they led him out to crucify him. They pressed into they pressed into service a passerby coming from the country, Simon of Cyrene, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to bear his cross. Then they brought him to the place called Golgotha, which is translated place of a skull. They tried to give him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. Verse 24. Verse 24. Then the soldiers nailed him to the cross. They divided his clothes and threw dice to decide who would get each piece. It was nine o'clock in the morning when they crucified him. A sign announced the charge against him, and it read, The King of the Jews. Two revolutionaries were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. The people passed by shouting abuse, shaking their heads in mockery. Ha! Look at you now, they yelled at him. You said you were going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. 
Well, then save yourself and come down from that cross. The leading priests and teachers of religious law also mocked Jesus. He saved others, they scoffed, but he can't save himself. Let this Messiah, the King of Israel, come down from the cross so he can see it and believe him. Even the men who were crucified with Jesus ridiculed him. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. Then at three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Some of the bystanders misunderstood and thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah. One of them ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, holding it up to him on a reed stick so he could drink. Wait, he said, let's see whether Elijah comes and takes him down. Then Jesus uttered another loud cry and breathed his last. And a curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. When the Roman officer who stood facing him saw how he died, he exclaimed, this man truly was the son of God. Some women were there watching from a distance, including Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and the younger of Joseph and Salome. They had been followers of Jesus and they cared for him while he was in Galilee. Many other women who had come with him to Jerusalem were also there. This all happened on Friday, the day of preparation, the day before Sabbath. As evening approached, Joseph of Arimathea took a risk and went to Pilate, asking for Jesus' body. Joseph was an honored member of the high council, and he was waiting for the kingdom of God to come. Pilate couldn't believe that Jesus was already dead, so he called for a Roman officer and asked if he had died yet. The officer confirmed that Jesus was dead, so Pilate told Joseph he could have the body. Joseph bought a long sheet of linen cloth. Then he took Jesus' body down from the cross, wrapped it in cloth, and laid it in the tomb that had been carved out of rock. Then he rolled a stone in front of the entrance. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Jesus, saw where Jesus' body was laid. Amen. Amen. So here we have, uh, you know, we have the leading up to the crucifixion. We get yeah. to see the, you know, the, the crucifixion uh, in Mark's, you know, rendition of it, as well as, you know, his burial and uh, you know, this is leading into uh, you know the resurrection, which is you know the the thing that we as believers should celebrate really more than actually just the death on a cross. The death on a cross seems so violent and so ugly and so messy, but yet that even in itself was such great payment for you know our sin and our um, our sickness. Even as as we talked about the the scourging on his back and the the beating that he took would you know be for our for our healing and for our wholeness. We we understand from other portions of scripture and. You know, there's so much here that I, as even as you read it, I, I was just reminded again of all the mockery. There's so much mockery in this yeah. chapter of the, of Jesus and who he proclaimed to be, who he lived his life to be. Even the who, other sinners on the cross are mocking him, like everybody. You know, it's just, do you think about, you know, some of the, the, the critics, we'll just call it critics that are out in, in our culture today of, you know, that are maybe, you know, against so many things, right? Yeah. Like there's there's so many things to be against today. And yet Jesus was in the center of this moment, really kind of the center moment of history, actually. Like this this crucifixion, like we look back on, you know, going, okay, this is the this is the centerpiece of creation led up to this, you yeah. know, like all that we live for today as believers looked back at this as we, you know, long for the day that he'll return again. You know, we look, there's just such a transformation that happened in our in our world because of this moment that we yeah. see here, right? But they're so critical, such a mockery, such painful moments. You look and you go, okay, man, there is a lot going on here. A lot of people that are just contrary. And 
not just contrary, but like mocking. Like, so it's one thing to be contrary. It's one thing to go, hey, you know what? I don't agree with you. It's a whole other thing to just kind of poke fun at it and to like yeah. stab and to kind of jab at it the whole time. And we see so much of that here. And I'm just, you know, I'm, there's there's actually a great contrast of a couple other guys in this chapter that were just going, hey, you know what? Hey, I'll carry the cross. Yeah. You know, like, hey, I'll bear yeah. that. Or hey, can I can I have the body because I want to yeah, honor I this honor thing, right? And like, do the right thing, yeah. There's such great contrast in those two things. And so that really stuck out to me today. I, I think about, you know, some of the things that so many people are against today. And I just, I, I know that we as a church, not just East Coast Christian Center, but we as a church, as a body of believers, as Christians in a culture, we should be known for what we're for and not all the things that we're against yeah. all the time. And there's there's always reason to be against something. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of things that I'm against, but you know what? There's a lot of, there's a lot better things that I'm for. And I just want to celebrate what I'm for and I want to encourage people in what I'm for. And the things that I'm against, the things that I'm against will be the things I'm against, you know, yeah. but my my voice and my life and there's a lot of voicing of opinion in this yeah. chapter. And, uh, you know, we just really should be careful with our voice and using our voice to, to do the right things. And so, yeah. I don't know, that stuff stuck out to me. What it. do you think, Benny? Yeah, and what are you going to be loud about is that the amp or the message translation said this for verse four and five. It says, Pilate asked again, aren't you going to answer anything? That's quite a list of accusations. Still, Jesus said nothing. Pilate was impressed really impressed as Jesus held his tongue. And I think about this example often is when people are coming at you, are you going to always defend yourself or are you going to take a position where he chose not to speak? Is he purposed in his heart not to try to just defend himself is that he knew the mission that he was on. He knew that God was his defender. He knew what he was called to, and he didn't feel like he had to stand up for himself. And that spoke very loudly. Pilate, who is the most powerful guy in this area and region, was like, whoa, this guy's not just petty and trying to squabble and fight with. Pilate already had determined that they were just jealous of him. He knew it, and it said it, as they were just obviously threatened by his position, the healings that had taken place, flipping the tables in the temple, messing up their business, like really disrupting everything. And Jesus didn't come in and just, he could have laid down the law. He could have said all kinds of things. He could have defended himself, but he chose not to. And that really spoke to me in a world that's so contrary, where people feel like they have to always voice their opinion. They have to let everybody know what they think. It's like, I love what you said. What are we going to be known for? Are we going to be life-giving? Are we going to be people that build others up? Are we going to be ones that are like pleasant to be around? Like, who do you want to be around? I want to be around someone who makes me feel better. Yeah. Not someone who's always being negative and just contrary. And it's like, oh man, I don't want to. It's like that Thanksgiving meal where people want to get into politics and religion and, you know, fighting over this. And it's like, no, I don't I just want to take my Thanksgiving and go eat on the back porch. Like, luckily I don't have that in my house. Yeah. But I've been around it before. Yeah. And it's like, no, I want to be around something good. And so that maybe could encourage you out there today. Speak life, you know. Paul says to us, let everything you say be for the purpose of edification and building others up. Like, maybe do that today. For every negative thing you might say, say two things positive and watch how much it will transform your own life. Yeah, you know, I grew up I grew up uh, hearing a, a slogan that, honestly, I don't know where the exact origin of this is, but if you don't have something nice to say, don't say it at all. You know, that's why I was taught as a kid. It's like, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say it, you know? Yeah. And I, I know that, you know, there, there's a verse um, in Proverbs that I really like, and I, I've quoted it many times of, you know, even the fool is counted wise when he remains silent. Yeah. And, you know, there's such value in just 
holding your tongue, you yeah. know? Like, we get ourselves into such a mess, and it may not be your, literally your tongue and a, vo- a word coming out of you, but it might be on social media. Yeah. It might be hiding behind a text message. It might yeah. be, you know, in another format, in an email form. Or there's a lot of different forms of communication today that, that weren't in existence back in this day. Yeah. But in this day, politics and religion were at the really center of this whole thing, All right? And yeah. so. You think, well, I got to stand for something. Well, Jesus, right in the middle of a political situation <laughs> and right in the middle of a religious situation, said nothing, yeah. right? He just really, he said, it is as you say, and just left it alone from there. Yeah. The accusations continued, and he just left it alone. And so I don't think it's all bad to just trust God. And yeah. you go, well, I'm going to get walked on. Well, guess what? Jesus got walked on, and it actually provided our salvation, yeah. right? And it was so, the best case yeah. scenario. Now, I'm not I'm not suggesting that we as believers just have to be those that get stomped on because of you know our our timidity or something. Yeah. I, I think it takes incredible boldness to actually hold your tongue in a moment oh, like yeah. this. You know, it's actually wisdom, and I would I would encourage you to pray for wisdom that you would speak when you're supposed to speak and be silent when you're supposed to be silent. Because yeah. there were times where where Jesus would say some things and was very intentional to the Pharisees and to the right oh, yeah. people at the right time. He right? said words, and they all fell down in the garden of Gethsemane. like there's power when he did speak certainly it mattered when he chose to speak and when he chose not to speak and i I think that we can learn something from that today to go man when do i need to say something and when do i not and how do i hear from god how do i hear from heaven and jesus says you know in in the new testament plenty i only do what i see my father do like and if you see me do it you've seen my father do it right and so he's trying to replicate what he knows to be god's best right and so in living that out let's do that let's live out the what really matters or what matters most and not just what could work. Yeah. Right? And like yeah. there's a there's a there's another saying out there that's like, you know, the um the enemy of great is good. Yeah. You think, oh I'll just I'll just be good at a lot. Well yeah. actually you could be great at something yeah. if you would just press into that. And I think sometimes yeah. our greatness is tied to what we're saying. Like yeah. we need to be careful of all the junk we talk about, right? Yeah. Let's I don't have to be a I don't have to know everything about everything. Yeah. And I don't even have to give the perception that I know everything or about to everything. Or run mouth all the time. Yeah. To be able to it's just, okay to not know. Yeah, it's yeah. okay to just be quiet and yeah. not know. Or, or go, you know what? I'll have to, I'll have to dig into that a There's little bit. There's power in that to be like, you know, I'm not really sure. There's you humility know? in that. Yeah, there right? is. There's humility in the, yeah. in the space of going, Teachable. you know what? Hey, let me get back to you on that. Yeah. Or, you know what? I'm not sure. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. And that's a hard thing for somebody who, you know, wants to be something or yeah. wants to look a certain Especially way. younger in leadership, too. That was my thing is I felt like I always had to have the answer. And you've helped me with that. And Pastor Matt's great that he's like, you know what? I don't know, but I'm going to go pray. And we'll come back and we'll talk about it. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, I always felt like I had to have the answer on my – even if it's the wrong answer, you yeah. know. Patton said that a violent decision made today is better than no decision tomorrow. And it's like, no, not always, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you see Pilate in this chapter two kind of wrestling with what's right, what's the best thing to do, what what should I be doing here? And he certainly gets moved by the people. There's no question yeah. that he's moved by it's the people up. compared to maybe even his own conviction. Yeah, and, you know, and what, his wife came to him and is like, don't do this. I had a dream. Like, yeah. this guy is really the real thing. He's still, he in verse 14 in. it says, but Pilate said then, why, what evil has he done? Like, yeah. you know, but they shouted all the more, crucify him and yeah. wishing to satisfy the crowd, you know, because yeah. of his political, you yeah. know, setting or maybe even because of the power that that he had and didn't want to show weakness or, you know, yeah. some one of the best leadership principles that, that could be out there is humility. Like if you want to be a great leader, be humble. Servant and leadership. It's okay to be wrong sometimes. Yeah. It's okay to just not know. And, you know, I, I would just encourage you, you know what? Acknowledge that you don't know everything. Like, just just be okay there. And Pilate could have done that and gone, you know what, I'm not sure. And they could have paused. They, I mean, he had all the power, right? Yeah. Like, he had all the ability, right? Yeah. But there was no pause here. It was, I get pressure, and pressure causes something yeah. to happen. And in the moments of pressure, as men and women of God, we can be right in the thick of crisis, and we can still 
have peace and not have to feel the pressure all the time of I got to do and I got to respond because the responses sometimes coming out of us are not God's best. They're not the best thing. I found that in my life and you've helped me speak that is that when I'm under pressure and I'm just making decisions out of duress, it's usually most of my worst decisions. Like not moral failure, but just like quick shooting from the hip versus if I slow down and actually the Bible says, be still and know I'm God. Being still is like a big deal for me. It doesn't happen as often as it should. Yeah. But when I do and I can really think and let God speak and then I listen, yeah. it's almost always a much better decision. So just taking that time, James said this, the, the brother of Jesus, be slow to speak, slow to wrath and quick to listen. And I think that too of just being more intentional and in hearing God. Yeah, I think it might be worth um, going a little farther into that of going, you know, what does it look like to slow down sometimes, you know, and that the pressure gets gets ramped up in, in our culture right now. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on that we didn't have going on, you know, even two years ago, yeah. you know, and so you're making decisions today that, that are hard ones and difficult ones. And it might be for your business sake. It might be yeah. for your home sake. It might be in a lot of different areas. What are you going to do with your kids? You know, educationally, there's a lot of pressure to, to make the right decision. And when we say slow down, we're not saying literally pause and do nothing. It, we're, I mean, it can be. That could be one option. But I think the idea that you're going to actually gonna walk in peace in yeah. the midst of you know a mess. And I, I've played you know sports. I've, I've done a lot of things athletically, and I recognize that I could watch an athletic event, and because of my history and because of my experience, I could see things a certain way. Yeah. One of the one of the broken things of our ability to make decisions is well, I've always done it that way. Yeah. And because I've always done it a certain way that we're not willing to learn new things or do it a yeah. different way. And I would just challenge you that maybe you would even press into some of those paradigms in your life today that you've always done a certain way, right? That maybe now's the time for a fresh start. Yeah. Maybe now's the time to go back to church. You're like, hey, yeah. I got hurt by the church. And maybe you're listening to a radio show and you like the word of God and you like yeah. Christian you know, doctrine and you think that it's the right way to live, but you're like, I don't know about that whole church yeah. thing. Maybe it's time to break that paradigm and say, let's go back to church. Yeah. Let's go back and find a life-giving environment because I need other believers around me. I need to grab arms and do life together. And maybe you've been hurt in a relationship and you're, you're, you're challenged by going back into or you were hurt in a work environment. And yeah. there's a lot of things at times that we just kind of get in the history of, we just, we get fast doing what we've always done. And I would just challenge you, let's not do what we've always done. Let's slow down and go, Hey God, is there, is there a fresh way? What is your best? Yeah. yeah. What, what could, what's the best thing that could happen? Right. Yeah, for we sure. just, you know, yeah. Global. Versus the worst case scenario. What, what's the real outcome here? Yeah. Yeah, I like that idea. And this idea, too, of, hey, but I'm afraid or I got hurt in the past. And Joyce Meyer said this years ago, and I love it. Do it afraid. That's yeah. okay. You know, some of the bravest people in history were afraid, but they still did it anyways because they saw the outcome. Like, think about your children's legacy or your grandchildren or the impact that it could have if you did get over that hurt or that offense or if you were able to forgive someone that had wronged you in the past and say, you know what? I'm going to be vulnerable and I'm going to take that risk and I'm going to go and try that thing again and you'll see God's goodness come through. Yeah, you know, uh, we're going to get to a break here in a second, but when we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit about this idea of, you know, what what Joseph of Arimathea was willing to do, his courage, and because there's a whole, there's a different contrast there and what he was boldly willing to go and ask. And yeah. So let's get to the break and then we'll come back. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. 
We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. All right, let's look at uh, let's look at verse 43 as we close this out. It says, Joseph of Arimathea came, a prominent member of the council, who himself was waiting for the kingdom of God, yeah. and he gathered up courage. It says gathered up courage in the New American Standard. 
this idea that actually he went to do something that was going to take some boldness and some courage. You know, mm-hmm. we look again at like this idea and what Jesus did courageously to remain silent. He remained. Jesus remained silent in one time courageously, and here we have Joseph Arimathea gaining the courage to go say something. Yeah. Right, and so we have contrast, but it's actually the same thing. They're walking in the spirit to go, hey, how can I be used, God? What do you want to do in my yeah. life? How do you want to use me? And what he got to do by because of that courageous act to actually handle and you know use I guess the the tomb like you know lent the tomb to to you know for Jesus to be buried. What an honor! Like yeah, for sure. what an act of worship to say you know what? I'm going to give what I have. I'm going to use what I wow, have that's for the glory of God. Yeah. Joseph of Arimathea. There's other times in Scripture where it sees you know Jesus borrowing somebody's boat and there you know there's other things that, yeah. that God would use in somebody's life and go get that donkey. <laughs> I, I've had some conversations with some people that feel like they don't necessarily fit in a ministry or in a certain setting because they have a gift, but they don't know what to do with their gift. Well, yeah. here's a guy of prominence you know, in this area going, hey, I have something that I, he's waiting for the kingdom of God. He's waiting for an opportunity to yeah. do something and respond to God. If you're out there today and you go, man, I, I'm waiting and I've been waiting, and I, maybe this would be the prompt. Do something with that gift that you have. Yeah. Step into being used by the you know by by the savior of the world to do yeah. something great. And wow, the, the opportunities are endless. And it doesn't matter your story or your history. God wants to use you and he wants to do something great. And so, just in closing, thanks for uh, tuning in. Thanks for being a part of it. Get in a church of God's choice yeah. and uh, let's do life together. Yeah, stay in the Word of God; it will change your life. We'll talk to you next time. All right, peace. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.